Welcome back to GGM UK's podcast, placing women and ethnic minorities at the heart of all of our projects. You are locked in with GGM UK reporter Danielle. We have an exciting show today, so I am joined with Josie, head of the BBC Young Reporter, which is a fantastic media and journalism project for 11 to 18 wannabe creatives. I have looked into the scheme and it is something that I would have loved to be a part of if I was the right age. Unfortunately, I'm 22, so I don't qualify, but if any of you are between 11 to 18, give it a check out. Josie, you have far more experience with it than me. What was it that really drew you to the initiative? Yeah, really privileged to work on it, actually, um, because it's about helping support the next generation of me and my colleagues. Um, I think it's something that I would have been really interested in doing when I was a teenager. Um, and because as a teenager, I had no concept that media uh, journalism was something I could do or would do. Um, I hope that it gives young people a kind of taster and a sense of some of the different sorts of roles and jobs and um, skills to work in the media industry. Um, And it's kind of twofold because some of it is for those people like me that are are interested in journalism and interested in in sharing stories and creating content. Um, That's the kind of part of um, the project I specifically involved in from an editorial perspective based on a sense of what this brilliant but slightly bonkers industry is all about because because it is huge and wide and breadth and depth and you can have um, you know there are so many different roles and jobs that you can do within the media industry and I think often particularly young people just think it's about the person on the telly um, and it's a whole lot more than that. Within the BBC Young Reporter, there are subdivisions. What are some of the things that people that are lucky enough to be part of the scheme can expect to do? Talk about stories, skills, future. Um, so as I said, my, my role is specifically about stories. So it's about being able to, um, for me, my job is about being able to empower and support young people to share their own stories. Now that might be about themselves, that might be about their community, that might be about their school, um, or it might be about an issue that really matters to them. But it's about um, trying to get some of those different stories, those alternative voices onto mainstream BBC programmes and platforms. And that's a real privilege to be able to do um, and to be able to help those young people kind of craft an idea a little bit um, with our kind of expertise and experience. Um, and it's brilliant as a journalist, it means that I connect with uh, young people and they're never to be there for their teachers or their, their parents or um, members of their family um, all the time. And that's the bit of my job. That's why I went into journalism. I'm fascinated by people and, and kind of want to find out more about people that I perhaps wouldn't otherwise meet. Um, So that's the kind of stories part. And so from a young person's perspective, we hope the project is um, an opportunity for them to to share a suggestion, share a story idea directly with the BBC um, and potentially produce it with us. Um, The skills bit, as I said, is about us sharing our own expertise and skills from across the kind of business and the the different aspects of broadcasting um, to kind of, help um, illuminate some of the different roles, some of the different skills, um, some of the different crafts um, that make up broadcasting more generally of of the job. So that's the kind of skill stuff. And hopefully young reporters a way that young people connect with people all over the different, the the business and the broadcasting industry. And then the future bit is hopefully about communicating, sharing and encouraging 
um, people to consider the industry in their future career. And obviously the BBC has opportunities for people to um, apply for work experience and apply for apprenticeships. And um, we try and communicate that as much as possible, certainly with young people kind of 16 plus, who probably are a bit more connected and, and kind of starting to really think seriously about what are their next steps. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of um, the ambition of the project and certainly what I try and live and breathe. And so speaking of stories, I remember first hearing about the BBC Young Reporter when I was a part of the GGM UK 2019 scheme and I remember seeing the Hear Me podcast and I watched Kieran's story and I found it so fascinating because before that I didn't really know much about drag queens, I kind of assumed that they were all gay but then to find out that obviously Kieran wasn't gay, I think it was so insightful and I really loved how the BBC tried to include such a diverse range of voices and stories that perhaps we don't hear in the mainstream. What was kind of the inspiration behind those stories? How did you find those people for the series? So those young people, so yeah, Hear Me was a, uh, a bit of an experiment that we produced last year and we're hoping that we can do more. Um, uh, a series of five uh, podcasts um, featuring five very different young people who had shared that um, in some way to us via the BBC Young Reporter competition um, earlier that year. So they had um, suggested a story idea related to the subject of the podcast we produced with them. However, when they suggested their story, not all of them were directly what you would now hear on the podcast, but as part of their um, submission to the Young Reporter competition, we had spoken to them all, we'd kind of got a better sense of who they were as individuals. So some of them kind of sparked a bit more of an idea or we just kind of, um, you know, we're not kind of research and journalism process, kind of delved a bit deeper into the story that they thought that they would perhaps be telling. Um, uh, and there were a number of others that we could have produced and they just have to be the five that we could make at that time um, with those young people. But that was, I love the fact that you, you think that they illuminated five very different stories and five kind of perhaps unheard stories um, because that was the aim. And that's why it's called Hear Me because it's about a young person going, hear me you know or hear me or um yeah. hear me it's kind of the the tone is different for some people it's a real kind of cry or shout out a bit more it's a bit of a kind of um call to action and for some it's just a really personal um reflection on themselves um i think what makes it also really powerful is it's, it's just them and one other person and um, there's no kind of mediator in terms of presenter so it really is authentically their voice um and that for me is is the sort of um the storytelling that i i most connect with personally it's what kind of draws me into a story um so so that was really important to us when we were producing that podcast we wanted the breadth and depth so like you said the range of and that's um both in the kind of subject matter but also in the range of the other voices that are in each of the podcasts um and also where they were based around the country um you know we kind of wanted to think about that whole kind of um yeah the, the broader demographic of it and making sure that it was it was kind of widely representative of lots of different people and lots of different stories well i personally really loved it i think it is really great that the bbc are doing so much to promote diversity because obviously we are a charity that aims to promote diversity 
And when looking at the selection process, what were some of the provisions that were put in place to make sure that those from disadvantaged backgrounds or perhaps those that have a disability felt that they were included and had an equal shot with everyone else applying? So for the competition, um, no, we're, we're, it's an editorial competition where we're kind of, for want of a better word, judging on, on the, the, the story. However, the very nature of uh, being part of a minority group, whether it be ethnicity, disability, whether it be being a female, which we know are underserved or unheard voices often, meant that it was a more original story more often than not. So, um, yeah, indirectly, that would be the way that, you know, those stories often surface from an editorial perspective. Um, and, and what we were really looking for, those stories that hadn't been heard before or aren't heard enough of. Um, in terms of, um, so that was for the podcast and for the competition, in terms of um, how the BBC uh, recruits in terms of staffing, um, yeah, we absolutely are there of needing to kind of diversify, sorry, um, you know, kind of our, our, our staff, because that um, improves and enables and enhances our editorial, because we need to reflect our audience and our audience is diverse, um, in all different ways. So um, there are um, specific things now in the recruitment process um, related to the information you provide around your education um, uh, that allow us to understand people's um, social situation um, in, a, in a way that wasn't when I first joined the BBC. Um, there are certain projects that specifically um, uh, or a pro not, there are certain initiatives specifically for people with disabilities, for instance, um, particularly for um, perhaps diverse voices in terms of bilingual um, uh, projects, particularly for the World Service. So there are different initiatives for different sorts of um, diversity, um, but in terms of the broader BBC remit, we are trying to ensure that our staffing um, absolutely reflects. So obviously that's UK-wide and international, so it has to have that breadth and depth for us to be able to, to truly kind of authentically um, provide content that is representative of all our audiences. Can you please give us some schemes that the BBC run, as well as maybe some non-BBC schemes? It has a scheme called Extending News for People with Disabilities. I think that's a really great enterprise and I'm really glad that the BBC are making more opportunities for those with disabilities and for bilingual speakers there's also the World Service so I think that if you are bilingual it's a great place to start. Yeah so let me start with the BBC so you can start your contact directly with the BBC as I said through BBC Young Reporter and um, it's in terms of skills but also in terms of storytelling um, we also offer work experience at the moment obviously because of the coronavirus that's challenging but let's hope in the future that starts again um, and presumably it does uh, opportunities are advertised every three months they are for placements across the the organisation, so um, in radio and television, in local, um, in production, um, all different aspects, um, and that's a great way just to get a taster really. Um, they're obviously really competitive, more often they're not, therefore people 18 and above, um, but they are there and we do know people that, I know people that first, their first BBC experience and they're now a BBC member of staff was through doing the work experience programme. There are then apprenticeships and internships, and there are 
um, two specifically journalistic ones. Um, one, the Digital Journalism Apprenticeship, which is really about people that have brilliant creative digital skills that they're doing in their bedroom or as part of college work already, but perhaps haven't got the kind of journalistic experience yet because you will do your NCTJ training, your journalism qualification as part of that. Um, the JTS, we call it, the Journalism Trainee Scheme, is for people that perhaps gone to do journalism at university um, but haven't necessarily got the practical. So it's kind of those are quite different for different people at different stages of their journalism training. But there's a whole load of other um, apprenticeships, production traineeship, uh, production management, um, there's technical, so kind of production operations, um, and they're all advertised and promoted and there's information about them, including information from people being on them um, on the careers website, so bbc.co.uk forward slash careers, which includes the work experience. There's also some specific stuff related to a disability um, scheme that will be detailed on there. Um, in terms of non-BBC stuff, um, some of the organisations that I've worked with and that BBC and Reporter and BBC News has collaborated with in terms of skills workshops and events we've done um, that I would kind of shout out about are um, Mama Youth, Creative Access, Screen Skills, and Screen Skills particularly if you're interested in the kind of the more um, film side of it, um, rather than the kind of journalism television. And Schofield Trust for journalism, uh, obviously Global Girls. I think any project Podium Me, which is all about audio. Um, there are lots of initiatives out there. Um, and I think just getting involved in one will give you a taster and open up the industry to, to Q&As, to contact with people that are working in it. And that's, that's the kind of the best way to to sort of understand it better, I think. And given us all a lot of food for thought. One of the things of the scheme is the fact that mentoring is such a large part of it. I get mentored at my university as part of a BAME outreach programme, and I think it is so, so helpful. It's amazing to get an insight into the industry from someone that actually was a former broadcaster. And I really like the fact that my mentor helps me so much with applications and also doesn't really sugarcoat anything. He always says it's a very tough industry to break into. As a mentor, how do you prepare young people who would like to enter the media industry? And what is it that you like about the role? Because I'm sure that as much as you were teaching your mentee so many things, you're also learning from them. Totally. Yeah, mentoring is really important to me. Um, both uh, mentoring other people, um, formally and informally, but also, you know, I'm mentored by other people. Um, Mentoring is a way of effectively saying sharing skills and kind of communicating and communicate uh, talking about um, what we do and how we do it um, in the kind of most informal way really and I think that's really valuable for everyone we all learn from each other all the time so um, yeah absolutely um, my day job at Young Reporter means I guess I'm informally mentoring young people when talking about their stories all the time um, but I've also mentored uh, media studies students um, and um, apprentices at the BBC um, and absolutely I've learned from them because they are they are digital natives they are using technology um, particularly you know things like smartphones and and kind of really simple bits of kit that you know when I was their age or when I first started in the industry just weren't the norm so they're doing stuff all the time 
that I can learn about and learn from them. Um, and they're just, you know, like everyone, we all think differently. So we bring something different, um, important um, for me and something that is really refreshing. Um, so I'm, I, I kind of, um, I'm really committed to being a mentor, um, but also look to seek out advice, pick the brains of, and informally be, be mentored by other people in terms of my own career development. You know, we're all developing all the time. Um, and obviously as I've um, evolved my BBC career and stepped up into perhaps a more leadership role, there's new things I need to learn about that. And so that's really important for me to tap into that. Um, and there's a whole load of brilliant women both inside the BBC and, and that within this industry that I'm lucky enough that I've worked with at some point in my career that I, I constantly kind of prod and tap into as a sense check and to, to kind of talk stuff through. Um, and like you say, to be that critical friend, to kind of not always sugarcoat stuff and important. I think that's the role of a mentor is to kind of be supportive, encouraging, empowering, but also to be that critical friend and ask questions of their mentee as well um, in order to kind of help them ask questions of themselves and develop themselves further. I'm sure that when you work with so many amazing people, not just young reporters, but also across the country, there are so many amazing moments that you probably have. Do you perhaps have a story to share about a moment that you will cherish or a project that you really enjoyed working on? Oh gosh, where to begin? Um, I think the thing that kind of I'm always most proud of is when I've been involved in helping uh, an alternative perspective uh, uh, be reflected to a wider audience. So like we were talking earlier around the kind of minority voice or alternative voice. So um, I've done some work in the past with uh, young carers. Podcast stories for me um, was really personally impactful um, around someone um, who is fostered because I'd grown up with a family that fostered um, and it was kind of really important for me to hit, make sure that those voices um, were kind of heard more generally. Um, so I think a boy is make a phone call to a press officer um, and then being absolutely terrified and, oh, miss, we don't want to do this. Um, and the idea of picking up a phone and talking to someone they didn't know was absolutely terrifying. But working through that process for them and seeing how um, proud of themselves they were um, in doing it. And hopefully that means that they will never be afraid to pick up the phone to someone they don't know in the future. Those little moments are really, you know, those little personal touches and those, those kind of broader life skills. That wasn't about media literacy. That was just about going, yeah, you have the right to do that. Pick up the phone and ask that question. Um, you want to know that information. So you've got to, you know, feel like you're able to ask it. Um, so those moments. And then um, I worked in 2012 at the Paralympics with Five Live, and, and that was just a personal highlight um, that will always stick in you know, my memory because it was in the city I live in. Um, it was just this very special moment of, in the UK. It was all a little bit bonkers in terms of the broadcasting side. I was working for Five Live Radio for the first time um, uh, with a brilliant team. So the kind of teamwork of that was really, really special. But um, I was also then in the Olympic Park for you know, two weeks and able to go and, um, you know, sneak in and watch sport, um, live sport and world-class sport. It was just one of those kind of totally surreal moments. I had to pinch myself back and go, cool, when I was 15, would I ever imagined that I'm doing this? And the answer is absolutely no. And now, kind of, you know, nearly 10 years old, I still pinch myself and go, 
wow, did that really happen? But those memories are so vivid. So um, I think broadcasting can take you, or media can take you to places or connect you with people that you perhaps would never otherwise imagine doing so. And um, I guess that's what keeps me excited about my job every day. And that's the kind of journalistic instinct is you're kind of curious about people and places and stuff that's happening. And so the nature of the job means that more often than not, you'll be following those kind of instincts. Um, you know, there's never a dull day really. That with us, and I definitely agree that the people is what makes something really memorable and it really makes something great. Um, you've discussed so many amazing things that I'm sure that our viewers will really appreciate. I guess the last thing I want to ask is if there's just one thing that you want our viewers to take away, what would it be? Um, you have the ability to share a story, I guess. It's as simple as that. Everyone has the ability, everyone has a story uh, about finding that and thinking about that um, and that will depend on who the audience is ability to tell it whether that be you know for a big mass audience or whether that just be to a small community group or a college class or so and um, that idea about communication broadcasting is about communication um, being able to do that um, more if it's an industry or an area that you're interested in if you're if you're interested in communication storytelling I would say that the media industry is is probably something worth exploring and start by just telling your own stories. There we have it. Start off with a story, a simple idea which is at the heart of journalism. Thank you so much, Josie, for sharing your words of wisdom with us. I certainly learnt a lot and I hope everyone listening did too. I want to draw your attention to a current BBC campaign called Make a Difference. As the name suggests, it involves sending in any tips on how you are making a difference in lockdown. It can be something as simple as checking in on your neighbours or helping out more around the house. You can send in anything from a poem to music to tips. I think it's an amazing way of getting content published during lockdown. It's a way of getting ahead even though we are living in the midst of a pandemic. Please tag GJMEK if you do participate. We'd absolutely love to see how you're all getting on. Josie has shared a lot of information with us and I'm honestly so grateful that she has come onto the show. Some of the main takeaways are to start small, start a blog, start a YouTube channel, make use of equipment that is very often such as a smartphone and there are also lots of editing software online that you can use for free so make use of that. Check out what organisations such as Mummy Youth and Creative Access are doing, follow your favourite journalist on social media and produce content often. A website I would like to draw attention to is Journal Resources. It offers a comprehensive list of media schemes. It's something that I've used extensively to find out about schemes that are going on and that I use when I apply for things, so I would definitely recommend checking that out. GGMUK also runs a food project, so obviously we have the podcast series and we also have a blog. Follow us on our socials for more information on how to get involved. The last thing I want to say is to have an absolutely lovely weekend. Take care, stay safe, and please tune in next month for more GGM UK. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.